Praise the Lord. Um, week before last, uh, I was taking a study from the book of Colossians chapter 1, verses um, f- uh, 1 to 14. And this morning we shall meditate from verses 15 to 29. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Colossians, the book of Colossians chapter 1, verses 1 to, I'm sorry, verses 15 to 19. Paul is talking about the supremacy of Christ, you know, and uh, there were a lot of uh, struggles that was going on, and um, Paul was addressing to the people there. Let's close our eyes and look to God. Father, we thank you for this beautiful morning. We thank you for helping us to sing praises and worship to you. We want to enter your presence with thanksgiving, with praise, with adoration. Father, we want to draw to your throne all the time. Father, lead us there. Lead us there through this teaching. Lead us through your throne, to your presence, to your heart. Minister to us. Build us together. Hide me behind the cross. Reveal yourself. You alone be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And Paul is uh, very concerned about the teaching that has come inside the Colossian church. There were a lot of wrong teachings and he was very concerned about it. And the Colossians uh, church were inviting or loving uh, the Gnostics or the people who were giving importance to knowledge. They said, Knowledge is very important. It is not just Christ alone. Christ plus knowledge. Or even without Christ is fine. He is also one among the created angels. And just knowledge alone will lead us to salvation. And um, they were bringing this into the Colossian church. Paul was not a pastor of Colossia. He was not a founder of the Colossian church. But uh, he was... Uh, he was concerned about the church there. He was traveling to all of Asia Minor, preaching the gospel, uh, strengthening the believers and ministering to them. So he was very concerned about the church and of the wrong teaching. And today there are so many man-made uh, theories and beliefs within the Christian uh, faith that has come inside. The ministries, we know uh, there are so many wrong teachings, wrong doctrines, uh, so many cults that have come up. If you and I are not very careful uh, to, to really... Uh, talk to God through the word and listen to God's voice through the word, we can be led astray. There are so many, many groups that have come up and so many teachings that have come up. And, uh, uh, you know, there's uh, more number of wrong teachings uh, than the right teachings that is going on in the world today. Christ plus, remove this or wear this. Christ plus, do other things uh, along with this for salvation. Christ plus, special revelation or prophesy, prophecies. And people come from bondages of sin and finally they get into another bondage. Another bondage, the fear of, uh, fear of things. And they get into the bondage of fear. And uh, when God delivers us from the bondage of sin, uh, that's the greatest deliverance that we can have. And then we get into another bondage, bondage of wrong teaching. And then we begin to get stuck there. We have to be very careful. I remember when I was recovering after, after my accident and slowly walking with a walking stick when I was 23 years old. And um, a friend of mine called me to a place to come and pray. They said, somebody has come, they will pray for you, please come. So I went there with a lot of eagerness, uh, that person will pray. I was a new Christian, I went there to pray. And after prayer is over, that person who was hosting that uh, person for prayer, uh, she turned to me and looked at me and said, Prem, you know why you broke your leg? I was shocked. I know that I broke my leg in the road accident and uh, Laurie came and banged me. That's all I know. She said, she gave a special revelation. She said, you know why? Because you stopped coming to our church, you broke your leg. 
So I thought within me, even if my second leg breaks, I will never enter your church. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know these types of bondage. You do this, otherwise this will happen. That you know, we get into a fear. You know, Christ has come to set us free from all these fears. He wants to keep him and him alone before you and me and walk. And Paul was very concerned. And last time we studied about the Colossian church, uh, we we meditated on the three headings: gracious greetings. the great pillars of faith uh, faith and love and then the glorious path that was available and this week we shall study on the preeminence of christ the hope of glory christ the hope of glory preeminence of christ colossians 1 verses 15 to 18 i'll read to you if you have your bibles please follow along with me if you don't have your bibles you could look to the person next to you please don't use your mobiles uh, you know for um, for watching the scriptures in the church suddenly phone will ring and you'll have a problem suddenly you'll get an sms from god's word you'll go into somebody else's word it's good to get a good bible and if you don't have one sale is going on please buy you know a discount sale and get a bible okay not a mobile please the sun is the image of the invisible god the firstborn over all creation for in him all things were created things in heaven and on earth visible and invisible whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. And he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning and the firstborn among among the dead, so that in everything he might have the supremacy. Paul was concerned about the wrong teaching and he is telling them, you know, Christ the supreme, he is the preeminent person in the church and nothing else, he alone. nothing else not, not none of the other teachings but he alone is the preeminent and we are in no way different uh, today in churches in in christian circles uh, than what happened in the book uh, in the in the colossian church and false narrative spreads so easily it's not christ plus something or christ minus something uh, and both are equally wrong it is christ and christ alone and uh, the first and foremost thing that i wanted to uh, share with you the next one first and foremost thing verse 15 the sun is the image of the invisible god the firstborn over all creation that's very important the sun is the image of god the uh, jesus christ whom you and i worship who, uh, who 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 has saved us he is the image of the invisible god and the firstborn over all creation when it talks about firstborn it's not that he was created first but he was the preeminent the first one in this whole world he is the image of the invisible god our physical eyes cannot see spiritual reality that is why the word became flesh in order for us to uh, know him to see him to hear him and to touch him to know him personally the the spiritual reality is that we cannot understand the spiritual reality so god became flesh to dwell among us and the bible tells us the next one in john 1 and verse 1 it says that which was from the beginning which we have heard and which we have seen with our eyes which we have looked at and our hearts have touched this we proclaim concerning the word of life popia john was so concerned he was focusing on christ and christ alone he said the word became flesh and dwelt among us the king of kings and the lord of lords he has come to be with us we have known him we have touched him we have experienced him we have seen his teaching we have heard his teaching he alone he alone he alone and paul is writing here and saying christ is the preeminent person 
and the writer of hebrews writes one more scripture he says the sun is the radiance of god's glory and the exact representation of his being christ and christ alone he is the exact the radiance of god's glory and the exact representation of his being that's god's being the person that you and i are having in our heart somebody who has saved us somebody who has come into our heart he is the radiance of god's glory and is the exact representation of god exact who god is we are not able to understand who god is but god was revealing to us through his son jesus christ and colossian church paul is saying christ is the preeminent person no one else and john 14 and verse 9 he says no one has seen god any time but god the only one who is the father side he has made him known to us and he is the one who has made known to us we have never seen god but all that god is was revealed in christ his teaching his love his compassion the power the miracles uh, the care that he gave for the human uh, uh, world everything he moved around all over he moved around from you know from the from the north side of uh, uh, the palestine to the southern uh, southern tip he moved to east to west he went everywhere preaching the gospel he went to every town every village the bible says in matthew 4 23 onward he went to all these places preaching the gospel of the kingdom of god he was healing everyone he was touching everyone he was he he touched the lepers he healed everyone he he cared for everyone widows and you know poor people hungry people you name it and he was there trying to reach out and he did it and he did it i wanted to tell you that the god who was concerned about humans was expressed in the person of christ and the first second one is for in him all things were created things in heaven on earth visible and invisible whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities all things have been created through him and for him all things are created in him through him and for him things that are visible to the human eyes the things that you see you and i see the the sun the moon the stars the things that we can see with our naked eyes the trees the plants everything the things that we cannot see with our naked eyes the spiritual beings the angels all the you know, the other planets and other uh, the other things in the milky way we don't know we can't see it with our naked eyes the bible says everything anything you name it nothing was left everything was created by him and the beauty is through him and the beautiful thing is for him you and i are created not to be here to have a family to have children then see that wedding and then die and go we have see grandchildren die and go no but we are created for him for him he owns us he created us and uh, people question everything came just on its own imagine no rain school suddenly came up on its own the building that you and i are and you know seated now suddenly the chairs came up suddenly this building came up suddenly this you know this beautiful tv and everything came up can anybody say that will you believe it and people are believing that and saying that suddenly everything came up imagine you have buy a beautiful dictionary and you ask that guy where did you buy get this dictionary who is print no no sir there was a blast in the printing press and this dictionary came huh people are saying that and people are believing no blast nothing christ was the one who created he owns us our body our mind our heart our soul and our spirit everything belongs to him and first corinthians chapter 16 chapter 6 verse 19 to 
20 if you read he says you are not your own you are bought with a price you are not your own he we are his own we are created first and foremost and we are bought with a price i'll come back to that a little later and verse uh, 17 he says he is before all things and in him all things hold together in him hold all things together you know you have a mobile there's a case outside and inside the case contains everything that can be used together to make a call to receive a call to send an sms to take a photo and do so many things you understand within that case and uh, you take a car chassis you look at it the frame the outside frame everything is there without that the car will not everything is inside but the ch- uh, the chassis is so important without that you even though you may have the best of the engine the best of all the other things the car will not move similarly we are created in him he holds everything together you and i are not someone outside him we as believers are inside him he holds the whole universe together without him there will be chaos there will be a problem and then in verse 18 he says and he is the head of the church the body he is the beginning and the firstborn among the dead so that in everything he might have the supremacy in this world the body has no life without the head the head is so important the body and head have to work together function together otherwise we will definitely be in the mental hospital all of us both has to coordinate well and uh, i wanted to tell you very uh, an important uh, truth now and uh, can you put that please we have to be very careful of not paying politics in the church we have seen in my experience i have seen people whose lives uh, families have been destroyed people who have played politics dirty politics in churches please we have to be very very careful we should ask god lord build me make me a blessing make me a blessing in the church make me a blessing in your kingdom people who politics uh, politics in church create and function as groups and create splits and win away people out of selfish ambitions should know that they are disturbing not just the body they are not just disturbing the body they are disturbing the head you understand they are not disturbing the body they are disturbing the head we have to be very careful because christ the preeminent one the creator of the whole universe are in him contains the whole universe the bible say he gave himself for the church loved the church gave himself so that he could redeem us he can bless us and he can make us a blessing in this world and uh, he is the pre- he is the body he is the head of the body the church we are all the body parts of the body and he is the head anything that happens to my body i have a pain on my arm that's i'm holding it on my left leg a hand I've been there for some time and any pain that happens here this hand is concerned this hand is helping me telling me i'll take the load you don't use the sand you understand that is the body anything happens to this body this head is concerned god is concerned about the head god is concerned about the body christ is the head the bible says in first corinthians chapter 10 and verse 32 paul writing to the corinthians he said paul warned and he said give no offense to the church of god give no offense don't cause any offense to the church of god the body of christ creator and owner of the universe is the rightful owner of you and me of this church of any church of any body god christ is the owner one day 
Leonardo da Vinci did that beautiful picture last supper he called one of his friend who gives a good critique of all his paintings took him inside and showed him that beautiful painting he said please can you tell me something about this painting which i can improve and that person looked at it beautifully and then he told something he said to da vinci everything is beautiful that cup in christ hand stands out the cup in christ hands stands out immediately he took the brush took the paint he removed that cup if you read yesterday i was watching that very carefully reading i was watching that very carefully in that last supper painting you will never see the cup he said i want my master alone to get the preeminence i don't want anything else to distract people's eye except the master i want him to stand out and he removed that cup when i was reading that i was really touched how many of us are really concerned that jesus should stand out in our life not my eagerness not my uh, pride not my you know um, malicious uh, intent my ill feeling my pride my arrogance my selfish ambition my glory if that is there may we ask god lord give me a brush that i may remove that and you be the prominent person go and watch that very interesting i was watching i was looking at different pictures somewhere a couple be there you know it's not there he has removed it you know of course the painting that we see in the um in the internet or whatever is just a picture the original was damaged and you know they started to repaint and repaint we don't have the original one but still the background is the cup is not there because it was attracting more attention than jesus christ and the second one he is the peacemaking christ first one is the preeminent christ second one he is a peacemaking christ and he wants to purify us and present us to god this preeminent christ want to do this great work in a sinner like me i do not know about you but i wanted to tell you he wants to do this work in my heart in my life a sinner he wants to purify me he wants to present me to god without accusation can we read from 19 onwards please uh, first uh, colossians 1 19 onwards for god was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him and through him to reconcile to himself all things whether things on the earth or things in heaven by making peace through his blood shed on the cross once you were alienated from god and were enemies in your wicked in your minds because of your evil behavior but now he has reconciled you by christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation if you continue in the faith established and firm and do not move from the hope held out in the gospel this is the gospel that you heard that has been proclaimed to every creature in heaven of which paul of which i paul have become a servant god's heart is to reconcile all things through christ to himself making peace through his blood the first one is through his blood he wants to make peace and today i know that we are made peace with god through his blood and there are so many people who are made peace with god through the blood yesterday i was listening to a testimony of a former actress in tamil nadu shanti ganesh and she was quoting scripture out of scripture and it was it's really amazing to hear her testimony and uh, she was telling how from small she was push, pushed into the film industry 
and how she grew up and how she had a lot of money but she did not have any type of peace she said there was always an emptiness my life was going up and down up and on emptiness and finally i i met christ finally i met christ and he has given me that peace she said i had gone to all over india all over the all the pilgrim centers in india for peace and she said now christ has given me peace he is the peacemaker he wants to make peace with god and present that peace inside you and me are we really enjoying the peace of god to know yes i am god's child god has forgiven my sin he has entered into me and colossians 1 and verse 21 he say once you were alienated from god that scripture that really touched me that part touched me once you were alienated from god and enemy and were enemies in your mind because of your evil behavior once upon a time let it be once upon a time in my life let it be once upon a time in your life that we were enemies of god let it never be in the present tense let it never be in the present tense once upon a time once upon a time i was an enemy of god once upon a time i was having wicked evil behavior once upon a time long long ago let that be our story may god help you and me that's what paul is writing he's saying once you were alienated from god and were enemies in your mind because of a evil behavior can that be said of our lives once upon a time i was an enemy of god today i am part of god's family i am part of god's heart i love him i'm close to him is it true that we have a past history and not the present one the preeminent christ incomparable creator of the whole universe and he is the rightful owner rightful owner he owns us twice he owns us twice first he saved us i'm sorry he created us first and second he saved us there was a little boy his father made a lovely boat a little boat and there was a stream that was going behind his house for him to go and play and the father advised him when the stream is very rough don't send don't play there when the stream is just you know gentle you play there made him a beautiful board painted it put his name and gave it to him and he used to go and play there one day there was a sudden gush of water and the board got carried away the boy tried to run to pick it up it went away he was disappointed he was in tears then he had to forget and go away and he was continuing with the school he was going to school and coming he was continuing he was continuing in his school and one day when he was coming back he saw there was a shop and in the shop he saw a lot of beautiful toys new and old and then he saw his one boat there he was all excited he went inside and he told the shopkeeper this boat is mine give it to me he said what this boat i bought in an auction i can't give he said no this is mine you see my name written there and the shopkeeper told him you bring this much money i'll give it to you and send him away and the boy with tears came running to his house and uh, told his father and the father wanted him to learn the value of things so told him you save up money and then you buy you go and tell the shopkeeper not to sell it you will uh, not to sell it and you will buy it even told the shopkeeper gave a little advance and told him please keep this with me don't sell it to anybody i'll come and buy it then afterwards he saved up little money he went to the shop he bought the boat brought it home he kept it on the table he looked at the boat and he said hey i owned you once now i own you twice i owned you once now i own you 
twice god owns you and me twice he created you and me now he says with my blood i have redeemed you with your blood i have redeemed you verse 22 now we has reconciled you by christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation and there's an hyphen it says if you continue in your faith if you continue in your faith established and firm and do not move from the hope that is held out in the gospel that is a challenge for you and me if you and i can continue in the faith not give up not give up the life that god has promised is true in this world not just in the world to come let that be there morning tamil so as i said heaven everything let it be there yes we are going there that is definite that's there but here let's enjoy heaven i was reading a book and uh, that book the author says it is god's first priority is not taking us to heaven that's the second one the first priority is to get heaven into our heart it is to get heaven into our heart may we have this desire and longing lord i want to enjoy heaven in my heart and he says without present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation free from accusation and in first corinthians 18 he says who will sustain you to the end guiltless in the day of our lord jesus christ christ will sustain us to the end guiltless can you want that do you do we need this as a church should god hold us through the power of christ guiltless before him guiltless before each other guiltless before the church Guilt, guiltless before the presence of god he will do it he is has got the philippians 2 and verse 15 he says that you may be blameless and innocent children of god without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation among whom you shine as lights in the world again another scripture that tells us that god wants to keep us blameless that's in the power of god not in my hand not in your hand you and i have to be linked linked with god if you continue in the faith that's what paul said if you continue in the faith if you and i can continue to come to god with all our shortcoming and failures and go to his word go to his presence cry out to him hunger hunger for him show lord i have an appetite for you but i have other appetites also help me i'll tell you god will deliver his word is true he will make us blameless i'm not talking about sinlessness please don't get me wrong i we will all have shortcomings i'm talking about uh, an attitude apt uh, an appetite for sin god is there to disconnect our appetite for sin that's god's work not my work and your work all our desire should be lord i want to continue in faith i want to get hold on to you i want to cling to you and god will do that and second peter chapter 3 verse 14 therefore beloved since you are waiting for these be diligent to be found by him without spot or blemish and at peace peter was very concerned since you are waiting for the hope you are waiting for the hope to come you also do your best be diligent to be found by him god will do his work yes but you be diligent if you continue in the faith and in philippians 1:10 he said so they do me approve what is excellent and so be pure and blameless for the day of christ the work of god work of christ in you and me and jude 
chapter 24 and 25 in the doxology he says now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless he will keep you and me from stumbling and to present us blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy to the only god our savior through jesus christ our lord be glory majesty dominion and authority before all time now and forevermore amen he is able to keep you and me from stumbling guiltless it's the work of god it's the work of the holy spirit church we can move forward we can say lord i want you your life what you have for me in heaven i want that in my heart now in this world i want to enjoy you i want to enjoy heaven now in this world and revelation 12 and verse 20 10 12 10 and i heard a voice saying in heaven now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our god and the power of his christ for the accuser of our brethren is cast down which accused them before our god night and day god wants to jesus wants to present us without any accusation but there is another person who wants to accuse us before god night and day who will win my god and your god will win that's his heart that for that he may present you and me before god without accusation devil will accuse before god prem is like this she is like this he is like this they are like this look at them look at them he will discredit you and me but there is a work of christ that is done he says if you can continue in the faith if you can be diligent if you can come and connect with me god says with him he says i will make you blameless the preeminent christ makes peace with us and then he wants to purify us and he wants to present us without any blemish and without any accusation and uh, may this help you and me maybe draw close to god and say lord i want to enjoy this what you have promised in thy word that was paul's heart for the ephesian uh, for the colossian church and finally paul's passionate and pastoral goal paul was very passionate about his people and uh, i'm praying lord give us uh, every servant of god and every believer this heart to care for the church to care for the believers to care for each other that we may pray for each other that my brother my sister uh, my uh, other friends and others who are in the ministry we will all have this heart to pray for each other that they may grow that we may grow in god and paul's heart is seen in verse 23 onwards this is the gospel Colossians 1:20 This is the gospel that you heard and has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven and I and of which I Paul have become a servant and then he says Now I am a servant of God but I rejoice in what I am suffering for you and I fill up in my flesh what is still lacking in regard to Christ's, Christ's affliction for the sake of his body which is the church I have become its servant by the commission God gave me to present to you the word of God in its fullness the mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generation but is now disclosed to the lord's people to them god has chosen to make known among the gentiles the glorious riches of his mystery which is christ in you the hope of glory christ in you and me this heart which longed this body which longed for sin the bible says christ is coming there to give us the hope of glory he is the one we proclaim 28 admonish, admonishing teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone fully matured in christ 
To this end, I strenuously contend with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. Paul's passion is to not just to proclaim the gospel to the people, but it goes beyond that. He wants to present them, not only uh, God's desire to present us holy, but also Paul's desire is to present the people mature, fully matured in Christ. May our church, AGAG community, may we fully move into that maturity step by step, slowly and steadily. Yesterday, somebody was uh, mentioning, one pastor was mentioning, she was saying to my wife and me, this is what uh, I think Abraham Lincoln said, I am moving slowly, but I will not move backward. I will move slowly forward, but I will not move backward. I will move forward slowly in my spiritual life, but I will not move backward. Let that be our commitment to God. 2 Corinthians 11 and verse 2, Paul was saying, I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy. I promised you to one husband to Christ so that I might present you as a pure virgin to him. And in the Corinthian church there were so many, many conflicts, so many weaknesses and shortcomings. Paul had to write each, address each problem in the church, one after the other. In the midst of all these disappointments, Paul was not losing sight of the goal that God has kept. He was saying, I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy, not what the world jealousy is, but godly jealousy. I promised you to one husband, Christ, so that I may present you as a pure virgin to Christ. I want to present you to Christ. That's my work. That's my heart. May we, the church, have that passion. Come. Prayer times, come. If you cannot come every time, come at least once every other sun, every other month for the community prayer community prayer, we pray for each other, we pray for you. If you are really concerned about each other, make some time. Two hours are there. At least half an hour, come over. Take and come over. I am sure the Lord, the, Lord, the Lord will hear your cry. Your prayers are very important for the church, for the ministry, for God's kingdom. For Your, your presence is so important. You are precious for God. You are not somebody outside the kingdom. You are part of God's kingdom. Come over. Colossians 1 and verse 28. He is the one we proclaim, admonishing and teaching everyone with all wisdom so that we may present everyone fully matured in Christ. Then he says, To this end, I strenuously content with all the energy Christ so powerfully works in me. And Paul ultimately says, Yes, it is Christ who makes me blameless. He keeps me and he wants to present me holy, the church, me and the church. And then he says, it's alone, He alone who works in me. He alone who works in me. He alone works in me. If your car needs or your two-wheeler needs petrol, diesel, you need to go there. You need to open the lid and connect with the hose and get the petrol in. Or in case you want to fill it up in a bottle, you can fill it up, but you have to get connected with that tank, the main tank. Get connected with God. Get connected to God. He is so powerfully working. He says, He is so powerfully working. What is the object of your life? What is the goal of your spiritual life? Do you have a goal? Do you have a passion? If you don't have one, ask God this morning, Lord, what is the passion I can carry? Can I carry this passion that Paul had to present the church holy before God? I want to pray for my brother. I want to pray for my sister. I want to pray for my pastors. 
I want to pray for their ministry. I want to pray for each other. Lord, I want to help. I want to be part of this ministry. What is the object or goal that captures your passion? Is it friends? Is it money? Is it job? Is it uh, making, you know, buying this, buying that, investments? All that is fine, but everything will vanish away. Everything will vanish away. I saw a photograph of a big businessman from India. He was sitting like this. And down, there was a little write-up about him. He said he has lost everything now. He was running into several billions of dollars he was worth. Now he has lost everything. So billions can come, billions can go away. Our youth will go away. Our, everything will go away. But there is something which is valuable. And what is that which captures your attention? Galatians 2 and f- verse 8. Paul writing to the Galatians, he says, The God who worked effectually in Peter... For the uh, apostleship to the Jews, the same God, the same mighty God is mightily working in me towards the Gentile. It is the work of God. It is the work of God. And uh, Colossians uh, 127, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. All this can happen. Why? Because Christ in you and me, the hope of glory. It is not you. It is not me. It is not our... uh, diligence or our effort it is Christ who is in us the hope of glory he alone can propel us to that uh, that goal propel us to that uh, level Christ in you and me the hope of glory talk to your heart talk to yourself and say I am not going to allow this to distract me these sins I will see that God removes it I will look to God these are the weaknesses. I will look to God. God will remove it. He's got the power. I will look to God that He will make me a blessing. Christ in me, the hope of glory. There was a man. He was a very young man and he was a pastor of a small church and one of his favorite pastimes is to watch TV from 11 o'clock to 12 o'clock in the night. So, or maybe even 1 o'clock in the night because that was a stress buster for him. He will watch those uh, different channels and then he will go to sleep. One day, the Spirit of God spoke to him and told him, My son, if you can give those one hour, one and a half hours, watch you watch TV in, your, in my presence, I will do something wonderful for you, uh, through you. And he listened to God's voice. He began to, start, he began to pray. And he was praying, asking God, Lord, why did you tell me to look to you? Why did you tell me to pray? I am praying. Lord, what do you have for me? He was a young pastor. He had a beautiful family. He had everything, a church that was growing. He looked to God. And God did not speak to him. And one day he opened the newspapers and he found there were about few young people who were sentenced to, or who were, who I think they were murderers. They murdered some people and they were getting into the court for sentencing. His heart was moved with compassion. You know that hours of prayer and God's presence has really mellowed his heart. When he read that tears started to come in his eyes. He rolled the paper. He told his wife from the city, I'm, I'm going to New York. And from there, he took his uh, thing, car and went to New York. And he went into the straight courtroom. And uh, he began to plead uh, with the people and he wanted to talk to those uh, four criminals. That became a national headlines. Saying that a young preacher, Bible holding preacher, came and disrupted the court, court proceedings. And you know, you know the, the media, how they will exaggerate. And he became a famous figure immediately. But he was not bothered about that. But he began to start working in the slums. 
among the drug addicts, prostitutes and alcoholics. He began to work. And from there was born the world famous Teen Challenge by David Wilkerson. Teen Challenge by David Wilkerson. If at all, if you get a chance, please watch this movie. Cross on the Switchblade. The movie is available. The book is available. Cross on the Switchblade. Watch it. Ask God to touch your heart. Lord, a young man there can have a passion. And you birth that burden in his heart through prayer. And God can birth that burden in our hearts through prayer. What God has kept for you is the hope of glory. The hope of glory, yes, it's in heaven. Fine, that's fine. Let it be there. One day we will go receive it. Okay, now that glory should fill our hearts here. The heaven should fill our hearts here. Preeminent Christ. Let, it be, let him be preeminent. Not the cup, but the face of Christ. As in the painting of Leonardo da Vinci. Peace of Christ to purify us and to present us perfect before him without accusation. Paul's pastoral concern to make us perfect. Today God has given you and me a beautiful church. You and I can really make use of the fellowship that God has given. Don't stay isolated. Let's get together, meet together, pray, grow in God and see that our lives make a difference in this world. David Wilkerson's brother, I think Don Wilkerson if I am right, he visited Bangalore once, I was attending his meeting. Then he was telling a story of his pastor. He said, we have a wonderful pastor and um, a godly man and he's leading us. And then he told another story. He said uh, about a very uh, very sad, very bad uh, story. He said about a young boy who was a rapist, who was a murderer, who was a drug addict and he was, in the, he was uh, living among the garbage pile. He used to pick up and eat because nothing was there. He became so desperate for drugs. They took him to their center. Uh, that is uh, Teen Challenge Center, took care of him, fed him. Finally, this guy finished his uh, studies, went to Bible college, he accepted the Lord, went to Bible, came back, and Dan Wilkinson said, that same man that we picked up from the slums today, he is our pastor. Today, he is our pastor. You know, the way he said was so beautiful. I was thinking, you know, it was someone else, but he connected so beautifully and said, that boy that we picked up, Today he is my pastor. This is what the grace of God can do. The preeminent Christ. Let him be preeminent in our life. And bring change in us. Bring change in our church. Bring change in our attitude. Bring change in this world for God's glory. Let's close our eyes and look to God. Hallelujah. Ask the worship team to come forward. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As the worship team sings this song. Let's yield ourselves and say, Lord, I want, it to, I want my life to be changed. And I want to be an agent of change in the lives of others. Paul presented Christ. You changed Paul. And you made, cha made Paul to change others' lives. You can take people from the garbage 